Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Don't Yuck My Yum, the podcast where my wife and I torture each other by <laughs> making each other watch movies that we either yuck or yum. My name is Carlito Gilchrist, and with me is my wife, Courtney Gilchrist. Say hello. Hello. Okay. She can only do when I tell her to say, okay, you can speak now. <laughs> That's not true. No. Actually, you hold the phone. Thank you. I forgot. Cause my yeah, because we know My voice I... is so loud and obnoxious. I I control this. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh this is our first episode in a while. Yeah. What was the last one? Well, uh, the the um. Well, tech, there was one. I'm we gonna just, be releasing it here soon. Yeah, but the, when did we record that? Oh my gosh, it was like a month ago, maybe. Was it? Yeah. We got busy, you guys. We got really busy. Work, vacation, all that good stuff. But yeah. We're gonna. We're going to double down this week so you can uh, – and I, yeah. since I didn't release the last episode yet, so I figured – So you got three episodes so coming. three episodes coming. Back to back to back. Well, now that I said that, I think I should release this one first. Oh, okay. Then That's the true because before, we're talking about it. And then do the one after that we're going to do. And then, yeah. the, and then the one from before. Yeah, and then the one from before. <laughs> doing this tenant style oh <laughs> wow good lead in i know i just kind of went right into it there you go we could babble but i don't want to no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to babble babbling um yeah how's it going babe you know it's been going well i mean it's kind of crazy last month Mm-hmm. back just- to flying figuring that out but we yeah. did. We had a nice. We had a nice vacation. Mm-hmm. We had a family vacation with your family. Yeah. The family. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Went to Torch Lake. Torch Lake, Michigan. That place is cool. Shout out. I was just. I will say though, I was so happy just to get home and cook myself some eggs. I don't think I've ever been more happy to come home and cook eggs. I think it was just. You know, it's like Midwest area, so a lot of food it's is small just small town. You just got. You, know, you got yeah. burgers. A lot and, of fried And things. everything fried. And I was just like, oh, man. I, just, I mean, that's probably sounds stupid since I just, I fried the eggs technically. But it was just like. Not, in, not deep fried. No, I didn't deep fry them. It was just nice to just make myself something. I was like, oh, this is mine. And I created yeah. it. And I'm going to I'm gonna eat it. And yeah. wow, that's great. We had jajamian yesterday. Jajamian. Jajamian's great, everybody. Jajamian, which nobody should know this because I would be shocked if anybody did. No, it's I definitely just stumbled across it. It's basically like a black bean, black bean sauce noodle dish. With meat and veggies. Oh, it's so good. Well, you can make it your own. You can. You can do you whatever. You got the basics, and you can kind of flourish how you like. Yeah, you can put whatever kind of vegetables in it, and you can you, you could probably even, you know, exchange the meat. But I think what makes it jajajamian is obviously the black bean paste. Yeah, if you don't you, do that, it is not jajajamian. It's not jajajamian. Then it's don't just <laughs> try to tell me that it's You need the is. black bean paste. Otherwise, it's all for naught. Right. Then it's all for naught. Oh, but you can... I, we've done other vegetables. I think I like the ones we've been sticking with. Onions, cabbage. Onions, cabbage, and zucchini. Zucchini's good. But I don't like the potatoes. No, I think potatoes was, are too much. It was an odd pairing with yeah, it. Yeah. It's weird. And it's especially weird if you do um, yajian bop because... Yajian bop is with rice. With rice because then you're just starching it up. And who wants to do that? I think Crap. you could add carrots. I think that's a safe... You could add carrots. That's a safe vegetable. Just don't do it when I'm around. <laughs> I will now. 
when I'm around. Yeah. But if you make it, I'm gonna make it. Because if I made jajamian without you, then I think you'd be upset. Mm-hmm. Because it's like his favorite dish. Right it's now. like one of those things where it's like if you eat this without me, I'm gonna be deeply upset. Yeah. It's like when couples watch a show without the other person, if they're watching it together. Like, you watched an episode without me? Yeah. It's just a no-no. Or it'd be like if I ate um, Bean Bean Bop without you. I think you, yeah. would, you would be very upset. Or ice cream. <laughs> well, ice cream. I can't eat ice cream on my, by myself. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I can eat ice cream if I want. <laughs> How dare you? No. How dare you restrict me of that? <laughs> No, that's fine. I think you like ice cream a lot more than I do. Ice cream is not my first dessert I go to if I want dessert. It's the easiest dessert. Yeah, but I usually don't go to it. What's your first dessert? I don't know, like a brownie or something. Well, I make a mean brownie. I know you do. I know. But I just, I, yeah, I don't know why. I think I just, I, I've gotten into ice cream more since I've Because of me. <laughs> like, I've, before I was always just like, yeah, ice cream's a thing. It's ice fine. cream's nice. It's nice. It's not... It's not the greatest thing ever. And then me, I'm like, ice cream. And you're like, ice cream's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I I can't have a lot of it, but I love it. No one should have a lot of ice cream. One, because the the dairy. Everyone should not have a lot of dairy. That's a lot of people's problems. And we don't realize it. And then people are like, we can't poop right. And it's like, well, maybe did you eat 10 pounds of ice cream yesterday? And they were like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe that's your problem. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our food rant of the episode. But yeah. We're we usually t- have one. I usually. feel like we do. I feel like we usually have a food, a food chat. We try to. It's good to have food chats. It's good to just, <laughs> it's good to just express what you're eating because it's good to talk about these things, you know, because Why? everyone always eats the same crap. And That's it's nice to express that, hey, I ate something different. To be is... like, I'm cultured and you're not, you swine. <laughs> you're cultured swine. That is like an odd pet peeve of mine. What? People eating the same things. I know. Over and over. I mean, it's like, I could get on, I, I could get on a habit where it's like, okay, I eat a lot of tacos or I eat a lot of something. But I try to make different tacos or i try to make different pasta dishes right but when it's people consistently eat the same thing over and over like you go to that same restaurant and you get that same meal and you do it on the regular Mm -hmm. it's like don't you want some variation in your life there is so much food out there for you to experience stop going to the same mundane place i know well and just eat and eating the same stuff it's like you're not you're not experiencing. It's whatever, you know. It's people's choice. You don't choice. live your life, if but you're you're want, not living. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that ain't my problem. <laughs> it's fine. I can judge you from afar, but if you if to to in your mind, if you don't think you're doing anything out of the ordinary, that's fine too. Because honestly, it's like we all had the free choice of what we want to eat, and if you don't want to culture yourself, that's your problem. I'm just, <laughs> I feel like you're getting very philosophical. Um, I try to be, and then it just kind of falls apart. I know. I can't be philosophical. <laughs> so anyway, we're yeah. here to discuss... Tenet. 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 Is it Tenet or Tenet? It's Tenet. They say Tenet. Yeah. They say Tenet. They say yeah. Tenet, but it's not spelled like Tenet, right? No, that's how you spell Tenet. Really? Yeah. 
thought there was an A in there. There, like a tenant, like somebody who resides somewhere. Oh no, this that's a different word. Tenant, okay. tenant is a word, and I'll ex- I'll get to that explanation because I did find something on that. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. Um, no, tenant is it's a word in of itself. It's a palindrome, which if you don't know what that is, that's it's a word that can be spelled frontwards Reverse and backwards. Reverse and ba- Yeah. It's like Hannah. Yeah, and it's most the most variations of Hannah or Anna. Yeah, words are names that if you can say them, or like you boob. can flip all the letters <laughs> or boob. <laughs> Or poop. Or poop. Yeah. Or peep. Yeah. Yeah. Peep, peep. Those are... Yeah. <laughs> Those are palindromes. So that's like when you flip a that's word a and it's word. still the same thing. Palindrome? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like palindrome and I like onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia uh, yeah, is every, a fun word. Everybody should. Mm-hmm. It just rolls off well. well so we uh, decided to watch Tenet, which is an unusual pick for us, I think. Because, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because... It's something we had both previously seen. Like, we actually saw it in theaters we, last year. We did. Like... We when, went out there. When the... When it was crazy, crazy town. town. When when the world was stopped. Yeah. There really wasn't anybody out, right? No. I think I was just dying to just, You like, was like, we have to see it. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I was like, I want to see... They was only releasing in theaters. It was a Nolan film. Yeah. I'd been dying to see it. I was like, let's just go. You know, so, we'll just be careful. I remember that people taught, like, us talking about how we were kind of surprised that they did release it in theaters because you were like... Well, how is it going to be successful if no one's going to go see it? Yeah, that that's a whole other thing because it was like no one wanted it to be in theaters and he was giving a lot of pushback to Warner Brothers because I think they were – because as we all – because I don't know if anyone noticed, but if you have HBO Max, a lot of movies that Warner Brothers was releasing this year also go on HBO Max at the same time. That's why Wonder Woman 84 was on HBO Max on Christmas. Yeah, or the new Stupid Space Jam. Yeah, or the new Stupid Space Jam, which I haven't watched yet, but I heard it's Dumb. a nightmare. <laughs> it looks like a nightmare. But uh, he he's very much like those one of those auteur filmmakers where it's like, you know, you must watch movies in the theaters. And it's like, I agree. There is something about watching movies in theaters that is the experience of it. So Yeah, because you're, surra- you're completely immersed. There's exactly. no distractions. There's no, you know... Other like bright lights or people talking. You gotta turn off your happen. phones. I know, but you're yeah. not. But I'm saying typically no. I think you got this huge screen, and you know you're just engulfed you're just in the in sound it. and the images and the story. All around. <laughs> I just hated that. It was freaking. I know it's so scary. I don't like it. Uh, <gasps> All around. <laughs> I hope that worked. I hope it did too, but it probably didn't. <laughs> probably didn't. No, but I don't you know think. How it, like, it goes around I don't think our you. microphone works that way. No, but you know how it goes around you. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just check to see if we're still recording? Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, okay, I good. have it up. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I know we're, we're gun shy now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Nolan, being the kind of filmmaker he is, wanting it to, you know, his movie, he wants people to experience it in theaters the first time they see it, and he's like, pandemic or not, I'm putting it in theaters, and. I think I don't care. I'm doing it. What? Yeah, and I've def- this was definitely an experiment on that because it was like, y- you know, it's if like you're gonna do it with any movie that's coming out soon. I guess this one would be it because everyone loves Christopher Nolan movies. Everyone was excited to see this, so it's like if anyone's gonna come out and see a movie in theaters, why not go see this? 
I and I don't think it did that well. I still think a lot of people didn't go see it. No, I mean, when when did it come out? Was it March or April? No, it was like the middle of summer. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, it was like I think so. I think it was just like dead middle of summer. He tried to release it and it didn't really do well. I think the reviews may have hurt it too because like a lot of word of mouth of people who you know a lot of people who usually say things about Nolan films. Sometimes they're like it was confusing, which. This definitely was. This I would say, out of all the Christopher Nolan's mind-bending films, this is definitely the most confusing. Oh, this says release date was September third. Was it September third yeah, of twenty twenty? That's crazy. Oh, weird. Yeah. So he released it like right when all that stuff was going on. It wasn't like right when the shutdowns happened, but it was like when people thought like, oh, maybe we could go out, and then people did. And then people weren't, you know, doing what they were supposed to do. And then we all got shut down again. You know, that's just, yeah, it's the society we live in. But anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> Different topic. The So we saw it in theaters. Yes, but we hadn't seen it since then. I honestly, I had a great time seeing it in theaters because I think I was just glad to see a movie yeah. in theaters. And for this to be like as like loud and crazy and complex as it is it was just a fun ride but then it was you know you go home and then you start kind of thinking about it and like you know the the you know the, the experience and the of like oh the spectacle of it starts to wear off then you start thinking about the story and then you're mm-hmm. like oh okay like, what wait, was this wait about? <laughs> what was this about i don't understand wait i don't understand how did this happen like what and i think that's what kind of hurt it for me what hurt it for me was not being able to hear the dialogue. Yeah, that which everyone had that complaint because even Nolan like tried to defend it. He's like, "Well, I knew what was happening," and it's like, "Well, well obviously, obviously you wrote it and directed, dude." Yeah, so you know what's happening, but you kind of well, have I to know what's happening. Yeah, it's like, you you ever you have to. The point of film is you have to translate that to the audience. So even if you understand it, that's great. But you have to make sure the audience understands. And if we don't, then we don't understand what's going on and then, and they, then you don't like, like it. it and then yeah. where are you at you you're gonna lose all you know money like you spent all this money on a film that didn't it's not gonna be successful exactly so but then recently i watched this video by this youtuber guy named ben from canada and it kind of made me think you know what maybe i'll go back and watch this because i know they had put it on hbo max so i thought i'll give it another shot i'll give 10 another shot and i'll see what i can get out of it so we watched Oh my god, was it last It was last night. It was last night, and then you had the bright idea to watch it with subtitles, and I think that was a good idea. Yeah, that was, I had to do that, because I was like, I'm not going to understand what anyone's saying. Because a lot of it is the sound editing, the mixing, because sometimes the score is a little too loud where you can't understand what people are saying, and sometimes they talk so casually and so fast that you're like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, or softly, or, like, they're having this private conversation, and it, it's like, you're like, huh? What'd you say? Right. You're like, you really can't hear them. Mm-hmm. And also how they talk, what they're actually saying. Yeah. It's like, the verbiage they use, you're just like, what yeah. are you talking about? I've never used the word what a temporal pincher pincer what Tem- is it temporal pincer maneuver yeah temporal pincer ma- what yeah. what that's not a word we use well like- it's not that's not a phrase we use a pincer maneuver maneuver is an actual tactical like battle strategy where Pete where i looked it up it's like you have basically two sides of your your faction attack from both sides and like 
the military action, everything. It, it like they've always used that, but the temporal pincer maneuver is saying like, okay, now we're gonna involve this crazy weird time travel archetype into it right well one thing i was just gonna say about the dialogue is like yeah there's a lot of expository dialogue that just kind of flies right by you and you and it's a lot of important information and it's like if you're not paying attention you're not gonna understand what's going on right you're not gonna understand why they're doing what they're doing what's the point of it all and honestly it's kind of like the whole movie up until the truck heist scene you really don't know what the point of everything is until it's Ex- I will say it like this, explain to you. <laughs> like, it's explained, <laughs> but it's like you still got to figure things out. No, they, they, I think what bothered me when we watched it the first time, besides everything that we just listed, was they would talk as if we should already know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's like, I, what is that? We don't yeah. know what that is. We have no right. idea what you guys are doing. It's uh-huh. like it's like we missed out. Like, did I fall asleep or something? Like, mm-hmm. did I miss something? Right. It's like you have to kind of catch up to what's going on. Yeah. Which I never. You there was a lot of times where like I usually don't mind that. I don't mind like just kind of getting thrown into a story and then you just kind of have to piece it all together yourself yeah or if you backtrack and you're just you're giving little snippets and you're trying to piece it together yourself like you said which is good up to a point but with the, i think just the whole concept and the, then how the characters are talking and everything it was just kind of frustrating the first time you watch it because you're like what is happening what's going on how am i supposed to enjoy this or connect to this if i have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. but like we watched in that ben from canada mm-hmm. movie or mm-hmm. youtube video like a video essay yeah the video essay it's really not about an emotional connection no and that's what i had that's how i went into this viewing of it i was just like okay i'm not gonna because ex- i think going into this a lot of people expected it to be like it's inception but time travel and in if you've seen Inception, which I'm assuming most people have seen Inception yeah. by this See, point. I got except Inception. Like, yeah. that's something that clicked for me. I was following. I'm like, okay, I'm picking up what he's putting down. I got this. Inception was like an easy concept compared to this. It's oh, just, yeah. it's dream layering. It's like you're going into someone's dream, and then you go into another dream, and you go into and another you dream. you can manipulate things within that dream. Right, depending on, like, if it's your dream, yeah. depending on what you're feeling, and it's like you have to go so deep into someone's subconscious in order to plant an idea so that when they wake up, they believe that it was their original idea. Right. It's a very high concept but it's understandable Mm -hmm. this i don't even know if this can be actually explained and it's such a paradoxical like concept that i don't even think nolan i think nolan probably knew i can't explain this fully because there's gonna be things that you know cancel each other out right it's like well if this is this way but then what if it's this way and then like well how do you expect this to happen i was like at that point it's like you just got to watch the movie. It's basically like the biggest high budget experimental film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that it, he made it like this action thriller type movie with like great yeah. performances and charming actors, great score. I would say like it's a very well done. I would I, I'll hesitate to say like masterpiece because in a way it's like even if you don't think it's a masterpiece because art is subjective it's like it's pretty incredible that he still made it and that like it's a movie that 
he he just did it because like going back to the dialogue it's like every single bit of dialogue is feeding you information and again it's such a high concept of a story that you just cannot i don't think it's quantifiable to piece it all together no because there's no way because it's our minds are linear so when we're trying to grasp this concept of things being inverted going backwards Mm -hmm. from the future to the past but they kind of coincide and it's like it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's like a it's like a spaghetti mind. Well, okay, okay, I'll explain it this. Oh, well, 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 let's piece it together this way. So, currently, if anyone hasn't caught up with Marvel, I'm sorry, but spoilers. But Loki, right? We were explained in Loki as well as Avengers Endgame that when you time travel and you change something, that splinters off into a new, um, a new timeline. A new timeline, right? That's how they explained it. And there's so many different variations of time travel and whatever. You got Back to the Future. You got tons of cinema does it. We'll just stick with Marvel because that's what everyone knows right now. So right now, the concept of time travel that we understand is, well, if you go back in time, you change something that splinters off into a new timeline. Like a tree branch. Yeah, it just branches off. Tenet does it where there's people traveling through time all the time like going backwards and forwards like inverting themselves and traveling backwards and then going back to you know regular i don't know time like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but then they're still in the past but it all exists on one linear timeline right one master timeline like it isn't like Okay, when um, you know the protagonist goes back in time and he's doing this thing, this is already stuff that's happened and it's fixed. Right. Like it's like he's not going back in time to change something. He already would know that he would go back in time and do it. The crazy thing about it is that you wouldn't actually know if what you're doing is right until you go into the machine because you always see when they're going into the machine they watch themselves from the other side of the room walking out of the machine or going into the machine you know what i mean yeah it's like this you cannot wrap your head around it because it's like if it's all linear and if it's all meant to happen how do you know that it like is there a sense of free will or is it like are you just a piece in this giant puzzle and it's like every character in this movie has to come to the understanding at some point that we, like, there really is no sense of free will in this world that we live, like, in the world that they live in, in the this temporal time-traveling war that they're in. We don't really have free will. We just have to just go along with it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, that's, once you kind of understand that, then you can enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah once you you know no problem once you just understand that yeah once you just understand that high crazy concept that it's just boggling to the mind then yeah you can enjoy the movie (laughs) but no no biggity no biggie at all yeah but okay i'll ask you babe okay after watching it a second time do you yuck it or do you yum it second time i feel like this is definitely a movie you need to see a couple times i would say you have to see it like 10 times (laughs) 10 times i would say three Three, yeah, yeah. three's probably. I could probably watch this one more time and be like, okay, I think I kind of understand. I still don't fully understand it, which is funny because there are at least twice in the movie the characters they explicitly say 
don't try to understand yeah, it. Yeah, even the <laughs> like, literally are like, say it. Don't try. Don't try to. Understand. Just you know, don't try to understand it. Just, it's just, it's just how it is, and it's fine. and usually I'm fine with that in movies because it's like if you try to explain everything, it's just you're gonna get lost in it. But when you have this type of film that tries to be so grounded, but then have this high concept at the same time, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, did you yuck it or yum it? Yeah, or I think I... You enjoyed it more? I think I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it more the second time. I think okay. I am. Like, especially with the subtitles, that helps a lot. Yes, I would definitely say watch it with subtitles. Yeah, because then you can actually read what they're saying. You're like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. what they said. I think if I watched it again, I wouldn't do the subtitles because I think I have a better Just understanding of what's going on. Just to see if you can catch it now? Yeah, because I think I... Okay, now I know what everyone's talking about. Yeah. I think I'll just try to just watch it. I think watching it at home is helped with the sound because when you're in the theater you know it's a lot louder yeah so i think maybe when you're at home maybe the back of the music is not nearly as loud so you might be able to catch the dialogue you better. might be able to catch more of what they're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think i like it. i think well let's see i don't know how far i want to go with this but i love neil's character robert pattinson robert pattinson's character yes. he's freaking he's, awesome he's uh yeah i like his character and he he i kind of wanted to know more with him too right you don't really know much about him until the end Mm -hmm. and i wanted to i almost wanted some flashback scenes so to speak yeah flashbacks to the flash forwards i guess flash forwards to the future where because in the in the end you realize that neil has known the protagonist for for a while for a couple years but he met him in, he met the protagonist later in life and now he's been kind of slowly traveling like back going backwards yeah he's been slowly inverting himself to that point where then he meets the the protagonist meets him for the first time yeah it's again this so crazy. i would have liked to have seen their like first meeting to neil mm-hmm and everything that he was teaching him and how long they were planning everything i would like to have seen that right i think i i was fine with not seeing that stuff because i just thought it was it's just interesting to learn at the end of the movie that the guy you've been following the whole time Mm -hmm. the protagonist uh john david washington which is he doesn't have an actual name in the movie no one ever refers to him by a name he He is just the protagonist well he says that in the end, he's like, I am the protagonist. He's the guy who – he because you, what you learn at the end of the movie that the entire thing that's going on is one giant temporal pincer maneuver that he has been coordinating and concocting apparently from the future. And then at yeah. some point, he figures out like, okay, this is how I need to have everything happen so that all of time and existence doesn't stop. you know stop. So, so at the end you realize that and you learn that neil's character yeah like they apparently knew each other before this but in the future and then this is kind of like the end of their friendship for neil but then yeah. the protagonist is gonna meet him but yeah you get they do hint at the fact that like oh they get into some crazy adventures and stuff yeah in the future that hasn't happened yet but to neil it's already happened yeah he's like i'll see you at the beginning yeah but i, th- I just i just like i was fine with not seeing any of that because i just like seeing that like oh we're seeing the protagonist kind of come into realizing like who he is yeah because he always wanted to know who recruited neil yeah and finally he was like you did you did not yet but you, <laughs> but you will. will yeah it's like oh my gosh that's what's so wild yeah and it's 
it was interesting watching it a second time when you first meet Neil's character. You kind of see it in his face that he already knows the protagonist. Yeah, you can kind of tell. Uh, too obvious to him about it there was definitely parts in this movie where i I could tell by the way neil reacted to certain things Mm -hmm. i'm like okay he already knows what's going on because to the protagonist he's just bringing this guy in brand new but then you start to get the idea that oh no neil already knows what's going on because even during the heist scene when you know the bad guy's threatening to kill his wife for the plutonium they think it's plutonium but then Neil's like, oh, no, it's something much worse. You can't give it to him. But you're like, wait, how does Neil know that? Yeah. How does Neil know that it's something much worse? Does he know what it is? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 interesting in that way. I would say, like, the performances overall, great. Yeah. Everyone brings their in game. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Especially Kenneth Brenner. I love watching Kenneth Brenner just – I mean, I don't – I'm again. I don't condone screaming, yelling at you know your wife, but I just think he just he just plays it so well in a Russian accent. <laughs> in a Russian, a pretty good Russian accent, and just like just so angry and screaming at her. I love when she like tries to tell him off, and he turns on. And he goes, "Look at me!" It's horrible. It's horrible and it's terrifying. But I'm like, man, this guy's such a good actor. Oh. He's such a good actor. I I don't know if I've ever actually seen a movie where Kenneth Branagh has played the villain. I guess you could count Chamber Harry Potter and the Chamber oh, of Secrets. He's silly, kind of a villain. He's a not, silly villain. Yeah, he's just like... He, he, he's, he's just not a, really a threat. He's just a Muppet, <laughs> you know? But it's like... Most mo- I think most movies I've seen him in, he's always been like the good guy. And it's it's interesting to see him as just like this... The, ho- the horrible guy. Horrible villain who wants to take all of existence with him because he's dying of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, like that's kind of crazy that that's his reason. Yeah. I'm dying... So I don't want anybody else to live. Right. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's the people, because I think what you're supposed to understand is like the people from the future who mm-hmm. invented this technology. Right. They want him to do this. Because they know that he will. Yeah. Because didn't they show like a flashback of him when he was like a kid, a young teenager? Yes. And it's like they already had his name on this thing. And it was probably like instructions. And yeah. Like, so it was something that this. they inverted and sent back in time for him to discover. Right. And so him discovering this, he kills the guy who's with him and he like i guess that's what he uses to start his like his little billionaire empire in order to fulfill his goal eventually to try to end everything right but again it's like well then if these people from the future and this is a linear timeline then you already know do you already know that this fails i know is it like are you just chancing it that like oh maybe this will happen but it's like because then you well, maybe they don't. No, maybe they don't because didn't they say the person who created it killed, killed herself? Themselves, so she yeah. doesn't know. She doesn't know. I don't know if she specifically did, but it seems that yes, yeah, someone else may have. Because the thing, the the thing that they're after is this thing called an algorithm, in physical form, which if you activate it, can end all of like existence. And it was like the the one lady. Uh, Priya, yeah. who the protagonist thinks he's working for the entire time, she explains it like Oppenheimer, the guy who um, was the leader of the Manhattan Project, he was so terrified that like, oh, like is this going to end all of existence? Like, we don't know. But then when this lady in the future creates this device that will end all of existence entirely, she kills herself because she just can't wrap her mind around the idea that she created this. And then they turn, they they 
rip it apart and they put it in all these secret places and then yeah, it's like, it like nine pieces nine pieces and now Sator has all the pieces and all that stuff so it's just again it, it's like you can't think about it that much it's like it's just like this crazy experimental film i don't necessarily think it works entirely because again like we can simply just break it down with just like simple ideas that we're coming up with but Again, I just I yummed it. I thought it was a fun time to watch it again. Definitely, just like a ride. It definitely a ride. You just you sit back and you enjoy the the ride. What was your oh, what was like your favorite action piece? Mm, my favorite action sequence. Ooh, there's you know there's quite a few good ones. Mm-hmm. I know you always like the bungee cord scene. Oh, yeah, he shoots and rockets up into the... Well, into the building, and then when they come down, he rips it off himself. <laughs> 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 that one's good. I think also when... I think the one scene where he, the protagonist is fighting himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like he's fighting himself, but he doesn't but the, realize he's fighting his, himself. His his other self that's inverted. Yeah. Fighting himself. Yeah. Which which part? Which time? Do you like it the first time or do you like it the when second we're, time? The second time when, when you, you see, realize when you see it as the inverted point. Yeah. Of view. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And then you uh, Neil's you know realize oh it's you because <laughs> it's like you just remember because the action's done so well that when you're watching the fight essentially backwards yeah. you remember everything because when the first time you watch it and the protagonist is fighting this guy who is inverted and all of these crazy like maneuvers are going on you're like what is happening yeah. and then when it's reversed it, it all like kind of comes together it's just it's so well done i like yeah. that part too i like the first time that it happens, but just, like, when they're trying to get through all the doors. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, because they have to, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and explain it all because it's too much. It's but too ba- much. Basically, they have to, like, they have to go through all these rooms, and it's, like, they have 10 seconds. Not 10 seconds, but there's, like, this toxic gas in each of the rooms, so they have to pick the locks on all the doors. Right. So every time they go into a new room, a new door to get something, to get to, to get this painting out of this machine or whatever they have to like they have to hold their breath and pick the locks and at one point like when they're picking the lock the protagonist breaks it oh yeah and then you the see pick. yeah and then you see neil like go, try to go back like, to the oh other door God. and then he like goes he's like turning around you just see on his face he's like oh crap oh crap i know because it's like we have to hold our breath and, and then we... he gets it open and they're all like oh my god yeah it's just like a lot of i like that stuff and then you see that stuff backwards it's just crazy I like the heist scene. I like like when he's on the fire truck. That yeah. part's so cool. The music it, in this movie. Mm-hmm. The music is amazing. Yeah. Or when they crash a 747. That part's pretty cool. Yeah. That was all real. I know. They literally they just crashed They did so it. much practical effects in this film. Yeah. They barely did much special effects. That's what I think is I love about Christopher Nolan movies. He barely, he rarely ever actually tries to do uh, special like a, but like uh, yeah, like CGI and CG, all that stuff. Yeah, really. They said it would would been it was cheaper to buy a seven forty seven and crash it themselves physically mm-hmm. than do like miniatures and stuff. I believe it. Yeah. Because then it's like you got to do special cameras and all. There's like all this stuff that would yeah. go into it. Um, so that fire explosion was real. I know. That's crazy. Crazy. I was trying to oh because it's like his previous film Interstellar. I think most of that movie's done with models. 
and then like a lot of the space stuff is done with like cgi but it, it melts together so well because it's like he's not doing the, like this crazy sci-fi action and space stuff it's like it's re it's based off real space exploration visuals and then you have these models like going through it so it looks really good so yeah. then when you just you take that kind of mindset and you put it into a realistic world like this it's and you actually have chase sequences with real vehicles and then you have oh, yeah. actual planes crashing into free ports yeah. it's it just looks so good it's yeah. kind of refreshing because like we just watched black widow recently right mm. which i enjoyed yeah. enough all good things but i know the action stuff in these marvel movies now it like hurts my brain it's very green it's screen. it's so green screen it looks so fake and no one ever gets hurt like, Black Widow got the crap knocked out of her in this movie. Oh, so bad. And she, I'm sorry, but she's not Wonder Woman. She is just a regular human. She can she can fight people, but if she falls out of the sky through multiple windows and all this crazy stuff, and, blah, blah, and then she's just walking on the ground at the end, I'm sorry, but, like, that just takes me out of it. <laughs> I know it's a superhero world and stuff, whatever, but it's just, like, I don't know, it's kind of lazy to me. The only reason I think they do that is you can't make them too hurt. Maybe just because you have young viewers watching it. You can't make them too hurt. I guess. I don't know. But then that makes me think of, like, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Where it's, like, at the end of the first movie, like, Spider-Man gets the crap kicked out of him. And it it scared me as a child. But I'm like, I think that's good. I think it's good to kind of show, like, yes, like, people aren't impenetrable. Even superheroes. But so it's nice when you watch something like Tenet where it feels like the stakes are real. Mm-hmm. There's real people and real cars driving and all this crazy stuff. I think one of my favorite parts, too, is when the first time the protagonist gets inverted. You have yeah. the interrogation scene, which you see twice. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Where one guy's talking backwards. and <laughs> Yeah, which is so crazy because they actually taught them to speak backwards. That's insane. Like, this wasn't like they took you know the audio and reverse like you know rewind it like they actually had the actors speak inverted speak backwards that's crazy like that's insane i wonder why i wonder if probably because when you because when you have someone talk backwards as with like all other sounds in the movie like when someone's inverted because when you speak you speak and the sound goes out you can hear it go out like right now i can hear my voice echoing through our apartment right but say if we were talking backwards or if time was running backwards you would hear the echo like come back to the source which would be me right so i think in order to not have it sound that way instead you know instead of just being like okay we'll just play the dialogue backwards will actually have them speak backwards and so then yeah. it matches with their mo- their mouths, mouths yeah because so then you, you don't have to cgi it. their mouths and do yeah. all that stuff mm-hmm. that's so smart it's crazy so it's like really like when you think about it, this movie is just such a brilliant piece of work it's just the concept is so weird and crazy that it's it's just hard to understand yeah um it just takes a couple of times yeah i was just gonna i wrote a couple more notes here but i just want to say christopher nolan babe He's a crazy one. Is he crazy? You know, I don't I think, think many people border the line of genius and crazy. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's insane. No, I don't think he's crazy. I just think he has crazy ideas and he like I like he's one of he's one of few filmmakers now who can make like big budget films, original films that isn't based off an already existing IP. Like like, not yeah. a superhero movies, not a lot of blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, but if they're original ideas, like, he wrote them, then, you know, that's great. Yeah. It's like it's like him and Quentin Tarantino. It's it's like it. 
Like, people flock to the theaters to see a new Nolan film and a new Tarantino film. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say those are the only two. I love Scorsese. People don't flock to the theaters to go see his movies anymore. Unless it's something like Wolf of Wall Street, which they know is going to be insane. But, like, something like The Irishman. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't think... If that would have just... Say if that wasn't a Netflix production and it just came out in theaters, I honestly don't think a lot of people would have went and saw it. Yeah. I just think people would have... They would have seen like, oh, it's so long. And, I know. Oh, uh, it's just like old guys Well, this movie was pretty long too. It's like two and a half hours. Oh, really? I thought it was closer to three. It, it's close. It's Yeah, this one's two and a half. I mean, Irishman's three and a half. So. Yeah, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like Nolan and Tarantino, they're the only two filmmakers I'd say today who like they can make original films and everyone will go see them because they're like, oh, I love these guys' movies, you know? For sure. Um, and then I don't know if you had anything else to say. I So I figured out, I looked up though where Tenet and all that kind of stuff comes from. Yeah, explain that. So let me, give me my phone. I'm going to explain it. By looking it up online as I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's all based around this thing called the Sator Square, which I don't know if you remember, but the guy in the movie, his name was Sator. Okay. Yeah, so that's where he got it from. But the Sator Square, it's this, uh, it's a two-dimensional word square containing a five-word Latin palindrome. So if you look at the picture of it, it has Sator and then... Arepo, Tenet, and then those words inverted are opera and rotas. And all those words actually, sometimes they mean something. So Sator, who the villain in the movie is named from, that word is, um, can mean sour, planter, founder, progenitor, originator, so it's like kind of the idea that like everything he's like the source okay. in a way, which I guess would make sense because it's like yeah. at the end of the movie when he's trying to end all of existence, right? He's like the source of it all. Um, then tenant, it means like he. It's it's a verb. He, she, it holds, keeps, comprehends, possesses, masters, preserves, sustains. So in a way, it's like tenant meaning like you know sustaining the timeline sustaining like what is meant to happen will happen you know what i mean and the idea of like inverting uh the world and stuff like that it's a verb from tenir which means to hold uh-huh. then you have opera which we know movie, what opera is it you know, work care aid labor service the movie started at the opera the movie started at the opera yeah remember, yeah remember that was the first scene. Was at that. Was that an opera? Yeah. Uh, it was at. It was. At it was like an theater. orchestra thing. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. So I guess it starts with that, and then you have him and uh, you have the protagonist and Sator talking about the opera and all that stuff. Yeah. And then Rotas, which is the inverted of Sator, wheels, you turn or cause to rotate. So in the idea of like rotating mm-hmm. time and all that stuff. Well, then the the um, the machine. Would the rotate. machine, yeah, it rotates. So like when you go in the machine to be inverted, it like literally rotates, and then you come out of it yeah. on the other side. It's just so bizarre. Crazy. But yeah, there's all these different associations with it. the Christian association. They say with it is. You reposition the letters around the central letter N, 
of like all the words um, and, and like a cross and can be made that reads pater noster, which in Latin is our father, which is the first two words of the Lord's prayer. Right. So there's all these different associations with what does this mean? I think they said like they found it. It was like one of the, it, it was something that survived like the Pompeii volcano Oh. destruction thing so it's like then you could relate it to like oh this world ending type event as like what kenneth branna uh and what's his first name andre andre yeah. andre sater's character tries to do in the movie there's a magical associations with it saying like you know if you have this or you know if you translate in a certain way it can like you know protect you from like evil stuff or whatever so there's all there's all this association with like what what does what does that mean you yeah. know but I like yeah. that he uses it so well in this movie like there's so much meaning to the title and stuff yeah and the fact that Tenet is itself a palindrome it's great yeah no one would know this backstory no I had to look it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> which I was it kind of blew my mind I was like whoa whoa, whoa what like okay that makes sense. Because I was like, why does he use the word tenant? Because, like, yeah, I get it's a palindrome, but why use that word? But now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I understand. But, yeah, I just think it's a great – it's a it's a fun movie. It really is. It's – again, I it's not the greatest Christopher Nolan movie, but I think it's just a masterpiece in of itself that, like, it he made it into a movie. It somewhat works. You just can't – you literally can't think about it. They literally tell you in the movie, don't think about it too much. Just enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy. Because, again, there's not a lot of emotional stakes. The The only emotional thing they try to do is... With the woman. The woman. Cat. Yeah. She, she's the son. wife of the villain. And he kind of... He, like, threatens to, like, keep her from her son. and Yeah. That's kind of, like, her motivation to want to kill him and get rid of him and all this stuff. Right. So that's kind of the only emotional thing in it, but you can't you can't watch it for that because there's not a lot of time given to that. No, there's a when lot more. She, t- when she does kill him, whoa! <laughs> oh, yeah, she when she pushes him off, the, <laughs> I find the yeah. Yacht, I was like, Yay. I think it's just, I just <laughs> I think I what I love about that it's like you have this crazy high concept with all these crazy action sequences movie and then yeah. how she kills the bad guy is she lathers his back up with sunscreen just like let me put some sunscreen on your back and then she shoots him and then she slides his body off the deck of a yacht with sunscreen on and the ground water, yeah. and just he's like just you just see his body just go boom on a railing and then fall oh, to the water horrible. <laughs> it's just such a weird way to kill your villain in this movie that it's, has all this other stuff going on right. in it it's just so weird <clears throat> I, oh what was at the beginning of the movie? Neil's at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he was. I didn't realize that he the like, first time. But you see the keychain on his backpack. Yeah, you help, he helped it. Yeah, and you're like, that's Neil. Yeah. You see him at the beginning of the movie. You don't see his face, but... But you see he, his backpack with his key, the keychain. Yeah, he has charm. a keychain, which is like, that's an indicator like, oh, that's Neil. And that comes in at the end of the movie. Yeah. But when you watch the movie again, you see it at the beginning. You're like, oh. Yeah. So you see how it all kind of starts getting into motion. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not everything's explained. You just kind of uh, most of the movie is dedicated to trying to explain what's going on, but it's still mm, <laughs> it's still you still gotta just think about it. Yeah, but yeah, I would say like I yummed it. You know, I, th- I thought it was a fun movie. I love Nolan movies. 
Um, yeah, and it had it's, it's it had a, a subtle sense of like a spy f- film, like yeah, a Bond movie. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Nolan said he tried not to be inspired by that kind of stuff. Yeah, because he wanted to be original. He act, I actually saw online too. He the way the screenplay was written, the way he tried to write it, was inspired by Once Upon a Time in the West. Which I thought about, I'm like, I guess that makes sense because if you watch a Once Upon a Time in the West, I don't know why I keep saying a Once Upon, if you tried, if you watch Once Upon a Time in the West, the way that that screenplay is written, the way that the story is conveyed to the audience, you're just kind of introduced to the characters and you slowly kind of start to unravel why these characters have this uh, relationship with each other. Things will happen and then they'll be explained. Right. And uh, that's the same thing with this movie. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I yummed it. It's not my favorite Nolan movie, but it's still, it's a good time. Yeah. It's yeah. up there. Have you, how many Nolan movies have you seen? I don't know. <laughs> well, you've seen, um, Inception for sure. Yeah. You've seen Inception. You, what was it? What's, oh crap. What's the one? What's the one where the movie goes backwards? Like, the movie literally goes backwards? Any more than that. Oh, my gosh. Guy Pierce. Oh, Memento? Memento. Yes, I saw that. I saw that in college for my psychology class, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good one to watch for psychology, Mm -hmm. yeah. Memento. You've seen the Batman movies. Oh, yeah, of course. And you haven't seen Interstellar. No. You haven't seen Dunkirk, though. No. Dunkirk is amazing. I think, yeah, I've heard good things. Dunkirk is so good. It's just such a good war film. Is that your favorite Nolan film? Ugh, I, I don't know. Honestly, I'd have to, like, watch all his movies again and try to decide. I try I try to keep the Batman movies out of it because, like... Bias? Yeah, bias towards it. Those are great movies, especially The Dark Knight. Like, I know that everyone says, oh, The Dark Knight's a great movie. It's like, yeah, but it is. If you actually watch it, <laughs> but it, it is, is a great movie. <laughs> Like, yes, everyone talks it up, but it is an awesome movie. But outside of those, I don't know. I guess Inception, but I di- there is something about Dunkirk that is just brilliant. Like, the way that movie's done. You take a war movie, but you still add his weird time. There's not time travel in it, but the way he shows you the story. There's three parts of the story. There's a part of the story that takes place in a day. There's a part of the story that takes place in an hour. And there's part of the story that takes place in a week. And you get different snippets of it as the movie goes on. And they all kind of, all the stories converge at the end. That's cool. It's so well done. So I'd have to say Dunkirk might be my favorite. As of right now. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. It's my favorite. (laughs) And Interstellar's fun. It's, I feel like Interstellar kind of falls apart for me towards the end, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Oh, good. But yeah, we're back. We're back. Expect another... Another. Another. Another episode tomorrow and the next day. Right? Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Great. Cool. Wonderful. Awesome. So you want to sign us off, babe? Alrighty. So... If you would like to listen to more episodes of the Don't Yuck My Yum podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit us up on our email or Instagram if you would like to tell us something, what to watch, and we will see you guys tomorrow. And we might watch it or we won't. That's our choice. We'll see. If it sucks, then no. Then no. Or maybe. I refuse.
We might. If it sucks, we could just bash it. We'll bash it and we'll destroy your dreams. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Big kisses. Big kisses. You do it. That's <laughs> you, <laughs> There you go. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.